I'm excited to announce that we are now on Patreon. So check us out at patreon.com forward slash the stream of David. And our belief system is very clear that the imperfection of physical reality is the perfection of it. Yeah. Because the imperfection of physical reality is the very thing that creates growth. And we are here to expand as consciousness. Our first podcast in, gosh, two and a half months. We, we've put podcasts out, but they were pre-recorded. We, we are always a little ahead of the game or usually a little ahead of the game. And uh, I had something that happened in my personal life. And if you've already read the story and heard the story, well, you get to hear it again. <laughs> updated the director's cut updated so we did we had i i pre-record a lot of uh, episodes to get through the holidays because my intention was to take the last two weeks of 2022 and just do nothing just relax and do nothing and enjoy the holidays enjoy the house we'd you know spend a year remodeling our home <laughs> sorry man just to interrupt you hello everybody <laughs> oh i don't i don't bother doing that they know who we are they'll figure it out well and, and we do are we going to set an intention for for the for the pod and for the chat? We should. Let's do that. Let's yeah. set an intention. What, yeah. What's your intention, Matt? Um, my intention is to have a uh, wonderful, joyous discussion with you, and to reconnect with an old friend, and to share some wisdom uh, with everyone, and to set the intention that everyone gets some knowledge and information that they need from our discussion today. Beautiful. I think that's a lovely intention for both of us. My, my intention coming into this was to reconnect with a podcast audience because they've been listening to recorded podcasts up until now for the past several weeks to kind of give everybody a little update on what's going on in the tire world, the stream of David world for what it's worth and to catch up with you and to demonstrate how I am utilizing the teachings of the stream and the Taya practice in my life in real time mm. with real obstacles. Yeah. Very yeah. real obstacles. Lovely. Lovely. Let's go. So now that we've now that we've set that, whoop, good intention. Um, tell us about last year. Well, uh, the, last year we kept the, the podcast going. We kept the Academy going somewhat. Uh, and we started Patreon, uh, but I really shifted my focus away from the quote unquote business of the stream and focused on remodeling our home. Mm. And we remodeled the house. We took a year to remodel the house. We moved in the middle of the year. Uh, Michael's parents moved in with us into a, the house had two guest casitas and one of them was a bigger guest casita with two bedrooms, two bathrooms, all that stuff. And so his parents moved into there. And the intention was we're going to live in this house. His parents will be right there with us so that they don't have to go into a nursing facility. And we're going to live happily ever after this way. Well, that was an intention, but it didn't exactly work out that way because Michael's father passed away three weeks after we moved in. Uh, and then, uh, gosh, we went all the way into December with the remodeling process, just finishing up the last little bits of like landscaping and stuff like that. So my intention for the remainder of my year was to take those last two weeks off, which is why we had pre-recorded all these podcasts and just do nothing, just enjoy myself just being. And we had finished uh, the remodeling. We paid the last contractor on a Thursday, whatever the date was. And on the following Monday, which was the 19th of December, the house burned. Oh, what, what like down? What happened? It was on Monday, the 19th of December. 
we had a fire going in the fireplace. It was actually my first day because we were busy over the weekend and Monday rolled around. It was my first day that I sat at the island in my kitchen reading a book, just doing nothing all day long. It was lovely. And that night I lit a fire, made dinner. And around 10 o'clock, the fire alarm went off. Uh, the fireplace seemed fine. Uh, I was really guided to kind of walk outside though and not just assume that it was a false alarm because, you know, we had two kitchens in the house and the home health aides were always like burning toast or something and setting the whole alarm off. I almost ignored it and I didn't. Uh, I did turn the fire off. It was just a gas fire and um, went outside. And when I went outside, I noticed it was very smoky, looked up over my shoulder and there was smoke just pouring out of the chimney. Wow. I called 911. We evacuated the house. I uh, got uh, Michael's mother out. Luckily, there was a nurse there to help us with her. And she collapsed. Michael's mother collapsed in the driveway during the evacuation. So fire department starts showing up. Uh, we sent her away in an ambulance. Uh, Michael and I and our dogs were more or less trapped in our SUV in the driveway because while all that was going on, the fire department ran the hose behind the SUV. So we couldn't get the cars out. <laughs> So what happened that night is we sat in the driveway uh, from about 10, 10.30 p.m. to about 2 a.m. watching fire departments uh, for these firemen go into the house, picks, axes, chainsaws, two hoses to put the fire out. And wow. I heard the house being, you know, destroyed <laughs> in the process, you know, sitting in the driveway. And sure enough, it was uh, a lot of destruction. Uh, the attic burned. The uh, insulation in the attic just sort of acted like a wick. Uh, this is all according to the fire chief that did a walkthrough with us after the fire and just wicked the fire across the attic. So the attic was on fire. I didn't even know I was under it while it was burning. And then thankfully we all got out. Okay. Uh, the destruction was significant because they had to tear the ceiling out and tear the roof off to put the fire out. And then they pumped water into the house from two different fire hydrants uh, for hours. So there was you know, just sludge everywhere. Everything was just destroyed in the house between smoke and sludge and, and water damage and all that sort of thing. So it really did a lot of damage, but the house did not burn all the way to the ground at all. So four days after, after you finished the remodeling. Yeah, it was just a few days after. If you include the landscaping, that was the last thing we did in the remodeling. You know, that again, we finished landscaping on Thursday. This fire happened on Monday. So we had one weekend with the house with everything done. I even had a, a video that I took walking through. It's all done now. We're so excited for the holidays. Look, it's all finished. All our furniture's here. Everything's done. <laughs> it, it lasted, you know, two days, three days. So I took that video. I even snapped a picture the night of the fire of my dog, Lola, uh, reclining in front of the fire. And, and, and thought it was really interesting that I took that picture. There's the fire that burned the house. But the fire didn't really burn the house. The heat going up the chimney uh, come to find out the fireplace was not constructed properly to begin with. The house was 15 years old and we remodeled it, but we only did the fireplaces. We just did the facade, you know, inside we put new stone up and all that stuff, but the inner workings of the fireplace uh, were not constructed properly. And the previous owner never used the fireplaces. We live out in the desert. It doesn't get that cold here. I love sitting by a fire. So I will still always use fireplaces, uh, but it's more ambiance here. You don't need it for heat. Uh, yeah. Uh, but the previous owner never had a fire because they never used it. So we were the first people to use the fireplaces. The house has two fireplaces in it. And, um, and we had used both of them at that point a few times. And so this night, it got hot enough where the heat escaped into the attic and caught the insulation on fire. And that's what caused the fire. What a crazy story. Yeah. Well, then things got more interesting because we had the house burn. 
and then two days after the house burned, uh, you know, our other dog, we have two French bulldogs, Lola, who's six and Rocco is about to turn two. Um, Rocco back in October had fallen in the backyard and broken one of his legs. We didn't know it was broken. We took him to the vet. The vet said, it's a sprain. He'll be fine. Don't worry about it. And he never healed. He was never using the leg again. Ooh. And so we, we uh, booked an appointment with a specialist and it took us a couple of months to get an appointment with a specialist and he was out of town even. And two days after the fire, that appointment finally came around and we didn't want to wait. You know, this yeah. dog is limping around on three legs. So I took him to the appointment. Michael's mother was still in the hospital after the, after the fire, having, you know, suffered smoke inhalation and just, um, you know, she's just really upset. She wasn't doing well to begin with. And then we took her off her oxygen and wheeled her out to the car. She fell in the driveway, kind of collapsed. And we had to have her taken away. Uh, to the was this smoke through the house by that stage? Like had it started to come? Uh, it was outside and, and yeah. she was on oxygen. She has, a, she had a hard time breathing anyway. Yeah. And I think they treated her for smoke inhalation. I don't know how much inhalation she really had, uh, but she was already having trouble breathing before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course yeah. you had to take her off her oxygen to get her in the wheelchair and get her out of the house because she couldn't walk. And so then trying to get her in out of the wheelchair into the SUV, she collapsed oh. to the hospital from there. Her nurse followed her to the hospital. So that was the first thing that happened that night. And then two days later, I take Rocco to the vet and find out that this dog not only had one broken leg, he had two broken legs. And within minutes of the dog diagnosing, he was saying amputation and maybe even euthanization for the dog. Whoa. I not go there expecting that. I went there expecting, oh, he's not healing correctly. We're going to have to do some surgery or something, you know, that would be kind of doable. Yeah, put a spin to put in that cast. Oh, it blew me away. You know, it just wow. blew me away. And with the fire and, you know, Michael is very attached to Rocco. So, you know, here he is in the hospital with his mother. His house just burned down. And now your dog maybe have to be put down a lot yeah. that was a mountain of, of just weight you know to, to, yeah. to absorb at that time and then so um luckily the specialist knew another specialist in la that, that it was, was supposed to be the, the best in the world at, at these types of things so i rushed the dog over to la that day uh and then you know i was gone until like almost I got home around midnight that night i think because of all the traveling that i had to do to take him to all these different places um and ultimately we had surgery on him. He's healing now. He's okay. But, you know, we didn't know that that first week. So then a couple of days after that, on Christmas Eve, the 24th, Michael's mother passed away. Whoa. So we had the Christmas fire on the 19th. The 21st, we find out about Rocco maybe having to be put down, you know, in the worst case scenario or oh. losing a limb potentially. Uh, and then we had his mother pass away the morning of Christmas Eve, the morning of the 24th. So all of that happened in that little window of time. And I have to tell you that without the Taya practice, I don't know how we would have processed all of that. Yeah, and, that's incredible. Well, the interesting thing was when it all happened, you know, you were uh, not in the middle of all of this because this sort of went down, um, you know, with people that are just more active in coaching and stuff in the business yeah. right now, but my yeah. inner circle. Yeah. Um, I, I heard from a couple of people, like, how did all this happen to you? You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're Mr. Abundance and God, that's a shit show of stuff. And, and it's so funny because I never saw it that way. Yeah. Okay. The interesting thing is, is that while I was sitting in the driveway, watching the house that I'd spent a year building and I picked out everything in that house, 
Yeah, I remember. Was a big every project. plant, every light switch, every fixture, every floor, every paint color, everything. I, I picked everything. I was the project manager for the whole thing. And it was a labor of love. And, mm. and it really was. And I really had the house exactly the way you, you name the thing that you want in your home. For me, I had it in that house. It had everything. Yeah. yeah. Everything, every finish, every gadget, every fixture, everything was automated. It, it was your forever home, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So I sat and listened to that being destroyed, but the experience of having had it and then releasing it so quickly was so different in my now mindset. I didn't sit there and think, why me? I didn't sit there and think, you know, why is this happening to us? Oh, this is karma. Oh, I'm being punished. Mm. All of that ego-driven shit that, yeah. that we're taught to think and do to ourselves in those moments, I did not have those experiences because of the amount of work that I've done, because of yeah. that, because of yeah. this. But I, I sat there completely accepting that this is the experience that I'm having and what's next? This There's gifts in this. And I knew when it was happening in real time, not later, in real time, I can honestly say that I knew there was expansion available in that experience, inevitably, mm. and that there were gifts available for me, for Michael, and even for his mother in those experiences. Now, I don't get into talking about the gifts for Michael and his mother because that's their story to tell. And yeah, it's not my, my thing to share. But I will say from the, the stream-guided Taya perspective, it was a very expansive experience. I don't want to say joyful because that wouldn't be the right word. It, I it wasn't sitting there. Oh, yay. The house is burning down. It wasn't like that. No, it's hot. It wasn't, hot. It wasn't a down the spiral experience. I, I yeah. wasn't, I, I, I wasn't in a lower vibrational state. I wasn't triggered. There were moments that triggered me. Certainly, you know, in the coming days and weeks, you know, little things that when I wasn't in my, at my vibrational best that I would like, Oh, you know, be frustrated by I'm still human, but that was very short lived. All of those things are very, very short lived because I recenter myself so quickly now in the yeah. practice. Yeah. So I, I now am realizing the gifts and I know that there will be more gifts delivered for me, maybe for the rest of my life from having this experience. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a very, it's a very, I mean, first of all, that's an incredible story. Like, wow. To, to have everything happen, you know, even in the run up to Christmas and around Christmas and all that stuff is just like in, 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 incredible. And, and I think the the wisdom you've learnt, I guess, through the practice is is kind of what helped helped you get through it, right? Well, and the, the wisdom that I've allowed, yeah, because I I now know that that wisdom, that source perspective that I talk about all the time. And if you don't know what the hell that means, we will help you get there. <laughs> That's yeah. what we do in this podcast and everything else that we do is about mm -hmm. helping you get to that source version of you. That is not something external that you've got to go bring in. It's there. Your ego is covering it up. Yeah. 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 And that's, I mean, that's, that's it, it, it's just such an incredibly intense moment and I, I understand what you're saying about it wasn't pleasurable or fun or joyous but you still managed to appreciate it right appreciation is the word yeah. I, I was able to appreciate it while it was happening 
yeah. while the house was burning, while you know the, I knew the house was being destroyed. There yeah. was a, there was a part of me in the very beginning. I thought, well, it's just a chimney fire. I thought it was a chimney fire in the beginning because smoke was pouring from the chimney. It made sense to think, well, there's like something stuck in the chimney that's caught yeah. fire. I need to get the fire department out of here to put that out. Well, it wasn't that. It was the attic, which was a much bigger deal. Yeah. So once I realized that, you know, hey, there there there's saws going on, you know, on and on and on and on. That's more than the chimney, and all these you know big tools, these picks and axes and, and two hoses, and that I couldn't count how many fire trucks were on our yeah. cul-de-sac. They were just packed everywhere, fire trucks. So sitting there in real time and having that experience in appreciation is glorious, not joyful, but glorious no. yeah. that you can reach a place to where you're experiencing something in real time and, and automatically not judging it. Yeah. That's the thing yeah. is that the judgment of it creates the suffering. The stream has told us that over and over and over again, the judgment of it creates suffering every single time. Yeah. And if you learn to not judge something in real time, then you don't suffer in the experience. It's just an experience. Yeah. So yeah. that's what I teach. And, you know, God, when, when, when my house is burning down, uh, and my dog may be dying and my, you know, uh, partner's mother, uh, is dying. How do I do all of those things at once and not judge them? But I did. And I'm not saying that to brag that, Oh, you know, I'm this, this spiritual guru and I'm, uh, gonna, it's no, everybody can do this because I've taught Taya to enough people and there are enough of you that are deep enough into the practice that you've been doing it, you know, for years now, continually seeing it unfold for you that this practice works. It's something special. It's something unique. It's something that I'm going to teach to whoever wants to listen for the rest of my life. Because one of the gifts in creating that experience for myself was showing that to myself. Yeah. My life has been relatively good over the past, you know, several years since I've created the practice for myself. You know, everything's working out, always living in a, in a nice place, always having food and shelter and, and, and people that care about me around and finding the love of my life after 50 and all of the, and having good health. Yeah. Uh, and my, my other big spin out was gaining a lot of weight during COVID. And, you know, that's a whole other experience. I can talk about the gifts in too, but I did put on a lot of weight during COVID. And I thought, well, this is my big spin out and I've got to make peace with it. And I've got to figure it out. And it was sort of like, Oh no, wait, <laughs> there's a bigger one that I'm going to manifest. And this is my manifestation. So yeah. The house burning was my manifestation as much as it was Michael's and his mother's. Uh, the dog, the issue with the dog was our manifestation collectively. Yeah. Uh, you know, Mike's mother's passing was our collective manifestation. I, I am party to all of it. Taya is not about never having another problem. Yeah. And Taya is not about never going into a lower vibrational state of being. Yeah. In fact, Taya is about understanding that the problems, i.e. the challenges that we create for ourselves have so much expansive value that we don't want to not have them. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I think that's that's the key thing here, right, is, um, and, and I found myself in, in moments that uh, are, um, you know, awful or uncomfortable and being appreciative of them because of the practice and because the practice gives you a new perspective for stuff that we're supposed to avoid. And I think, you're, you know, it, it's an important point. It was a really shitful time. Like they are three really, you know, pardon my French, but really fucking awful things to have happened to you. It wasn't fun or nice. You're not saying that it was. What you're saying is that you had a different perspective of it because of your practice. Absolutely. You know, and that's the magic. The magic isn't that 
you had no bad stuff happens to you. The magic is bad stuff happens. You just you just experience it differently. Exactly, and that's everything. Yeah, and that is that everything. is everything. That yeah. is everything. Yeah, and I know that there's a huge camp out there that is still all about. Uh, you know, not having any problems, manifesting lots of money, and that's the answer to everything. Everything's rainbows and unicorns. <laughs> and actually, everything is rainbows and unicorns when you have this approach to life because your your soul revels in the experience, right? You're teaching yourself not to judge the way the yeah. matrix teaches us to judge things. Yeah. Once you really understand, we talk about the matrix all the time, and, and the more you listen out there the more you will understand really what we mean by the matrix yeah collective ego of humanity essentially but you'll really start to get it the more you listen to this because we are taught to judge things in the matrix and we don't have to view anything the way the matrix teaches us to judge it, anything yeah and when you're new to these teachings it's always kind of a default to go into well wait a minute what about blank yeah how can i ever appreciate that that's terrible that's awful that shouldn't be that's all that's all the matrix. Yeah, it's, all all learned, all the matrix. it's all learned behavior. You know? Yeah. And like, once you start practicing where you don't allow yourself to be triggered, you don't allow yourself to automatically rush to judgment the way you've been taught, then the whole world starts to change. I'm seeing so much more uh, talk out there now in social media about this, you know, we're going to transition from 3D to 5D. And 5D is this perfect world where the Pleiadians are going to come down and they're going to show us how to all get along and agree about everything all the time. And we're going to live in this perfect world and we're all going to be in abundance and it's going to be this utopia. And I am doubling down, doubling down and doubling down again on, no, that's not how I see it. That's not what the stream has delivered for us. I'm very, very clear that if you want to have that belief system, you can. You, there's nothing wrong with any belief system because it's creating your experience for you. Mm -hmm. So if you want to have that belief system, go have that belief system. But the teachings of the stream are very clear. And our belief system is very clear that the imperfection of physical reality is the perfection of it. Yeah. Because the imperfection of physical reality is the very thing that creates growth. And we are here to expand as consciousness. Yeah, yeah, and it, it, exactly. And your your soul craves the intensity of those experiences, right? Society. Yeah, I'm kind of like I look at that. And I'm like, well, what the hell are we going to do when we're all just sitting around and getting along? Yeah, yeah. We bought out of our brains, is what. Yeah. We're how are, how are you going to? And I love what the stream says uh, when I uh, channel the stream, and they talk about. Um, the, the going to the five-star resort, you know, where you want for nothing, all your needs are met. You, you lay by the pool all day and somebody is, is coming and giving you anything and everything you want all day long. And, and you're in this, you know, immersive experience of luxury. It's lovely for a few days, but if you did that, if you were on that chair every day for a month, you would think, God, I've got to go do something else. This is boring. I need to go on an expedition. I need to go climb something. I need to go out on a boat. I need to do something different. My mind needs stimulation. Yeah. Because we need to create, because our creativity here in physical creates our expansion in, in our intelligence. Yeah, and well, I mean, this, exactly, it's, it's that expansion thing. I'm just coming back to the to the beautiful holiday resort. There's lots of studies that say people enjoy the anticipation and the planning more than the actual holiday. You know, once you get there, it's like, oh, 
Okay, I mean, it's lovely. No, especially if you've built up some massive expectations in your belief system that you're suddenly going to be transported to perfection and you're expecting imperfect humans in an imperfect environment to create perfection for you. Yeah, yeah you're going to be let down because you have these high expectations. So you're right, the joy is in the planning of it. And then when you get there, it's sort of like, okay, I'm still me, just in nicer surroundings with better food maybe, but I'm still me. Yeah. And if you, I, I have found that when I've gone to, when I started going to those types of places and having those types of experiences, my expectations were so high that I was very often disappointed. Yeah. And then when you get used to going to places like that, you realize, you know, this is as imperfect as the next place. It's just, you know, maybe a better smelling place with prettier views and nicer food. You know, but otherwise you're still you're still interacting with imperfect human beings to get the job done and there's going to be hiccups there's going to be problems and if you can appreciate that journey then you are going to have a, a joyful experience yeah and, and it's um, true for anything yeah exactly i mean so it's it's white lotus right it's a perfect example of that people who apparently have got it made and they're miserable oh yeah that's why everybody loves that show so much because they love watching these people, you know, living this life of luxury and watching their their personality or their their personal lives unravel before you yeah. in the storyline. Yeah. And this, you know, the, the stream says that a lot. It's we're taught the reverse. It's not have the thing then be happy. It's be happy then the thing will arrive. You know, oh, I'll be happy when. Oh, I'll be happy when. Oh, I'll be happy when. No, you won't. You'll just be the same as you are now with an extra thing in your life. You know, it's, 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 it's hard. It's hard to have the discipline to do enough of the work to get to a space where you can really appreciate stuff, you know, yeah. but it's so, it's so very worth it. Oh, it's rewarding. It's massive for me. Rewarding. Being able to process life like this is better than being a billionaire. Yeah. Certainly for your soul. It is right. And, and even for you, yeah, as well, the soul is here for expansion. So the soul yeah. isn't judging Elon Musk any, any more than the soul is, judge the source is judging soul source same thing is judging you know the person that throws their life away quote unquote because they're yeah. a junkie and accomplish anything there's expansion available in all experiences and source does not judge that judgment is of ego yeah and when we learn to release the judgment portion of ego or detune the ego which is i've done extensive work on that on myself then you realize that it, that's 5d that's paradise. Yeah. It's not about aliens coming down and, and showing humanity how to be better. Uh, you know, that that's, that's a construct. It's a belief system and it's fine, but it is about processing life from a higher perspective. And that's yeah. what Taya, Taya gives you the tools to do that. Yeah. It gives you Absolutely. the exact tools that you need to process life from a higher perspective. So you don't stop your house from burning down. You don't stop someone from crossing over when it's their time. You don't stop your dog from having their journey and this dog is going to have a, a journey of of being clumsy you know he's clumsy oh, yeah what I've happened the dog fall many times he doesn't understand gravity he just doesn't and you know we may have more of these experiences i told that to michael i said you know we need to accept that as lovely as this little dog is and he's gorgeous oh my god he's so cute he's like a little teddy bear you just can't help but love him and everywhere we go he attracts attention we, uh, we took him to LA for the surgery and we pull up at the hotel in, in Beverly Hills and we open the, the back of the car and this crowd gathers around the car. Mm. What is that? Oh my God, he's so beautiful. And poor Lola's like chopped liver sitting next to me, but he's an adorable dog. But what I told Michael was, we have to accept that his journey is this. He doesn't understand gravity. He doesn't understand his size. He, he's always been this way. He tries to climb into air. You yeah, know, yeah. just 
get it. And he's not, you know, Lola's really smart for a dog. He doesn't seem to be that sharp. So, you know, this, we may, our time with him may be very limited mm-hmm. and we should appreciate the time that we have and just allow him to have his experience. Yeah. And Michael is deep enough into living with me <laughs> that he understands the practice uh, on, on, a, on a deep level and he, he gets it. And he's yeah. used these tools to process all of this as well, because again, you know, his home burned, his dog that was, you know, his, his, um, very attached, uh, he's very attached to this dog and his mother, you know, all those things happened to him. Yeah. Yeah. So we have to remember that, you know, that happened to me too, but they, they happened to him as well. And I have That's the training. had the pleasure of witnessing him utilize the tools to process this. Yeah. 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 That's, yeah. It's, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, it, it's an awful tale, but it's also a, a beautiful one because you had the opportunity to use the tools and have the experience that, that is that is quite rare, right? Like it's rare for for a culmination of all those things to happen suddenly in such a compressed time at Christmas. Yeah, and I, I can look back and see that there was uh, momentum building towards something big happening in our lives. So there was momentum building. You know, it wasn't that life was all roses. In, you know, in that situation. So there was definitely some momentum building towards something like that, but it was, it's fine because it's, it's created the disruption for me. And again, I'm only talking about me here. It's created the disruption for me that I needed to take my practice to an even higher level and then to have the tools to teach an even higher level. Yeah. Yeah. Because the, the sharing of the stream has really, morphed into something that I'm just sharing all the time. Mm. I, I'm not going into trance to channel the way that I've been doing for the last five years. I'm just channeling. Yeah. It's brought, it's brought you much closer to your, to your, to your source connection, right? Yeah. The, 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 the detuning of the ego and allowing of the source being uh, I, I've quit personally using the word connection because I think I was kind of sending the message that it was something out there that you were plugging into. Yeah. And the stream has always said when I would go into trance and really get my ego out of the way and, and channel that purely, which was always my intention with that. They have always said we are source sources in all creation mm. and we're not something that's out there that you have yeah. to go get. They yeah. have also said, everyone's a channel. Everyone is channeling source in their own way. It's how much of that source are you allowing in your experience? We are projecting into, by intention, into a matrix that teaches us to amp up our ego, which overshadows source. Mm-hmm. Our matrix is all about ego. Have the most money, be the best, or you're not good enough. Both of those we're in duality as well. So that the duality of ego is, is part of our world where ego can be something that is, is really putting you on this pedestal or really knocking you off of it or doing a combination of those things at times for you and your, your experience. But it is over the overshadowing of source in our lives so that we can have the imperfect human journey. So mm-hmm. we're not about eradicating ego. Uh, the, these things that I see out there about, you know, your ego is bad. you got to get rid of your ego. It's terrible. Well, the way to get rid of your ego is to die. Yeah. And we all did come here with an intention to have a, a physical experience. We are going to die naturally, but the, the ego part of it is overdeveloped. 
for humanity at this time. Yeah. And what we're going through as, as human beings in the earth environment, what we're seeing, the change that we're seeing is not this birth from 3D to 5D, however you want to, you know, ex explain that. It is, we are getting, and we are getting smart enough that we're coming to understand what the matrix is and we're all questioning it. And yes, it's fighting for life. And some people are doubling down on the, on the matrix for sure. But a lot of people are, are questioning and looking at things differently and stepping out of it. That's why we see all the change that we're, we're seeing. That's mm -hmm. why we see uh, people, especially younger people that are born up to speed with the time that they project into. We say that all the time with the questioning of gender identity and, and nationality and all these labels that the matrix provides not wanting to have those labels anymore, not wanting to be employed anymore, not wanting to be bound to a country anymore. We're seeing more and more of that because we are stepping out of that human created matrix in the questioning of it. Now, some people in their questioning are getting right back into it because the, the matrix, the, the, the draw of the matrix and the, the tool of the matrix is fear and judgment. That's the overdeveloped part of our ego that creates 100% of suffering in our world is that judgment piece that is never source. If you're judging and you're fearing, you are never allowing your source being is not engaged. That's your ego that's engaged when you're doing that. The source being is allowing that experience because it's appreciation of all that is, including that. But when you detune your ego and allow it to serve you in a smaller way, and allow yourself to experience life as source because you are, and you don't have to go do anything external to, to allow that or go plug into anything. It's there. Then you're in 5d. Yeah. What I would call five, my version of 5d, which is joyously experiencing the imperfection of the human journey. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's fantastic. Uh, 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 uh and a wonderful pause to, uh, to invite our Patreon members to go over for the next part of the podcast and hear about just how your 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 practice has evolved since those events and how we've kind of grown into or you've grown into a, a different way of of dealing with your practice and a and a different um, uh, approach to 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 sharing the word and and helping people find out more about Tyre. So we'll uh, we'll cut we'll cut for a break now. A little word from our sponsor, uh, and then everyone who's in Patreon, come and join us over there for the uh, for the expanded version where we dig a little bit deeper into how David's practice has has evolved since uh, since these events. See you there. Bye bye. This episode doesn't have to end here. You can join us over on Patreon for the roundtable discussion of everything the stream shared today and how to apply it in your life. Join us at patreon.com forward slash the stream of David. I hope to see you over there.